SA's lowest cost bank account no is one decides to go into debt orders and it creeps up on you now you can do slowly from your phone for free like ah! bills and debt follows debt and it follows debt unless you do something about it powered by ShopRite waking up all day to face your online. debt problems before they cripple you it's time to do something Waking up all day with Vuga Online Radio. You're listening to Vuga Online. More music, more inspiration. Vuga Online. It's time for on Vuga Online Radio. Hey, you are on the Leadership Masterclass and you are with Mongezi. And as usual on this day, we have a conversation about leadership. I'm talking to some of the top leaders with leadership in the world, right? And today is no different because, but one of the things that's different today, so there will obviously be a bit of an interesting challenge because sometimes we might, you might, there might be. Googles and Googles that happen when you go online. But these two gentlemen are actually going to just blow us, uh, blow our minds so that we, we will forgive ourselves, right? Uh, we live in a VUCA world after all. So uh, I have uh, uh, Ron Himes as well as Sean Sachman who will be uh, taking us through uh, some of the conversations uh, around leadership. And they'll actually be having a conversation together because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I like do that now. So I, 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 I just want to get out of the way and get uh, the smart people uh, to do uh, the, the conversation. So Ron and I have been doing some work together for, uh, uh, for, for, for a while. Um, met a couple of years, a couple of years ago, Ron. Um, yeah. So more than a couple. It's, it's got to be 10 years by now or, or maybe more. It's about 10. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's a very experienced business coach, management, development, career transition expert, and uh, and he's 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 very he's very sharp. Ron Ron is very tricky. Whenever he works with people, he's gentle, but then he smacks he he smacks you a little bit, and then you move around, and then you get things done. He gets things done. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself a little bit. I always ask a very funny question, well, a very uh, weird question, and I'm directing it to you, the two of you gentlemen. What gives you a right to talk about leadership on this show? Uh, so that's a challenging place to start, Mongozi, but uh, let, me, let me answer that, and then I'm sure Sean's going to answer. Um, I've been coaching since about 1993, before, before coaching was a thing. And now it's a billion rand worldwide industry. Um, I worked with a company that was, according to the Economist Intelligence Unit, was the market leader in London. That's when I lived in London before I emigrated to South Africa. Um, I've been doing global leadership programs for companies like Shell, Unilever, working with the top five SA law firm, as you know, because we're working together on that. Enough about me. Let let me uh, introduce my colleague, friend and now business partner, Sean, um, actually needs no introduction, ex-CEO of Cash Crusaders, built quite a business. And what we want, really want to get into 
how did he do it? But also, what would be the lessons for all of us, each of us, listeners? What can we take away and apply in our world? Sean, just briefly by way of introduction, what do you what do you want to say? Morning, Ron. Morning, Ron. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so just briefly, um, my background in leadership is I've had 15 years as the CEO of Cash Crusaders. I was the MD and COO of a company called iTouch for six years, which was listed on the London Stock Exchange. So I've got, I've got quite a background in leadership. Um, yes. And what I'd like to talk about today is some of the principles that helped me in my life, as a, in my personal life and business life, that helped me in be the leader that that I was to be able to create, you know, a cash crusaders of a 200, uh, 2.5 billion turnover um, group. Fantastic. And yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a great record there. So what, what, what I want to, what I want to check though, uh, because usually uh, what I see whenever I ask this question, people introduce themselves by their jobs. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of curious to know, who are you? How, and what's and maybe let's jump into you, Sean, uh, first, and then uh, Ron. Maybe you can add a little bit because I want the listeners to also know who the humans are, because this is also about humanizing uh, leadership. Give us a beautiful highlights around your human journey to leadership, uh, very high level. Um, I've always been fascinated by leadership. Um, I'm the type of guy that reads lots of leadership books. Uh, um, I, I think it's just something that I, I think everyone is a leader in their life in some way. We all are leaders in our homes. We, we leaders in our community, sometimes even leaders in churches. And um, mine was just to challenge myself to, to be as good a leader as I could be. And part of what I used was um, I, my dad always taught me as a youngster to read books because he said to me, take what someone's taken 10 years to learn. You can learn that in two weeks. And that, that's been kind of like what my ethos is, is to I'm a learner. I seek knowledge. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. And, 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 and Ron, you, you have, you, as you, you highlighted your, obviously your work as a coach and, and how you got to be a coach. Uh, but the, more than that, you're more than a coach, right? There's also uh, a lot about you as far as the leadership story is concerned. You want to share a little bit of highlight before then we move into the conversation yeah. that you guys have. I'm going to be just facilitating, but I want my listeners to just know who we're talking to right now. Sure. Well, I'm a father of, proud father of two boys and husband to my wife, Margaret. Really, they're, they're actually just about to leave the nest. So it's a sweet spot. You know, there's they're smart, interesting adults up to all kinds of adventures. And, it, you know, you kind of have to do a reframe at some point where you go, I'm not talking to a kid anymore. This is, this is a, a smart dude I'm talking to. And that, that's a real, a real pleasure. Um, I'm, I suppose you could say I'm getting to be an elder. I hate to admit it. Maybe Mongezi, we, we started to share that. I think I've got a few years on you. But I'll tell you what, I ain't going to stop learning and I'm not going to stop going for it because I think that's what brings aliveness. Uh, so, I, yeah. you know, I'm in Cape Town. I love getting on the sea. I, I, I get on the sea maybe three, four times a week. I paddle a surf ski. Yeah. It's like a, a kayak. I love catching waves. 
So I'm, I'm still going for it in, in my way. And, and actually, you know, what I'm doing with Sean, we're on a new adventure. You know, it's our, our, our business version of getting out on the waves and seeing what we can do. So I think we've got Sounds good. Sounds good. You are on the Leadership Masterclass, and uh, um, uh, as you have heard uh, with my guest, uh, Sean Stuckman, as well as uh, Ron Hams. And I'm going to let them have a conversation amongst themselves, but we need to take a quick break. And you're going to have a cup of coffee, you're going to drink or whatever. It's a rainy day here in the capital of uh, South Africa, Mzansi, but you know, uh, there's no rain that's going to be getting in our way. And feel free to ask us any questions that you want to ask about uh, the, the, the the show itself. Uh, follow us at Vulgar uh, Online Radio on all our social uh, socials. And we have even a WhatsApp group. I just never, WhatsApp number, I just never know what it is. Uh, but just try to find us everywhere. But come to our YouTube channel as well. You will be able to see this. Well, if you're seeing this, actually, you are already on the YouTube channel. So type your message here at the bottom and then we'll be able to pick it up and then answer some of the questions but we need to take a quick break and we'll be back with the leadership masterclass after this the africa center for work-based learning is a professional development center for professionals who aim to improve their professional standing this means that the learning programs we run are more than just academic programs. They are work-based programs that focus on leveraging your current experience as a professional to build your overall profile. A year down the line, the Africa Center for Work-Based Learning is developing into a preferred center for professional development in Pretoria with eight professional development faculties including accounting, teaching, entrepreneurship, as well as IT, and many more. For more information, go to acwbl.org or dial plus 27127517608, the Africa Center for Work-Based Learning, where work is learning. To the leadership masterclass, and uh, I am uh, with Ron Hams and uh, with uh, Sean Stuckman. Gentlemen, I'm gonna let you get on, uh, get on with it. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, Ron, um, this is your table. This is your your, your your table now to just have this conversation about leadership. You mentioned there are some lessons that you experienced and you wanted uh, you and Sean to talk about. Over to you. Thank you. Thanks, Mongezi. So let's start with the facts. You, you, you joined a good business. Cash Crusaders were a good business when you joined it. It had 120 stores. It had a turnover of 650 million. Not too shabby. You grew it into a great business. 2.5 billion and 260 stores. So as I've said, I think the question is, how the heck did you do that? And what can we take away from that? Why don't we track back? Something you said to me was we unlock our potential by taking on the big goals. So what was what was the challenge? What was the big goal? What was the opportunity that you saw when you joined? Thanks, Ron. Um, so I joined Cash Crusaders in 2007. And after about a, about a month of being in the company, I I had identified that our point of sale system wasn't of the level that was going to take us to the next level where you can 10x the business. And it it was just 
it, it was just antiquated in terms of what I identified as being a, a, a point of sale system. And um, and then e-commerce also was, was it was very new in, in South Africa, but I identified that we need to have a better e-commerce offering than, than what we had. So I set about um, building a point of sale system. And the story goes, 2008 financial crisis hit and I had identified a provider that was going to build a point of sale system, and we had built a specification document of quite substantial, you know, it was really, it was a meaty document, 200 odd, odd pages, where I had, I knew that if I had that point of sale system, the, the business would fly. And um, in, in 2008, the, the market kind of, the stock market crashed, as we know, the financial crisis and, and the providers that were going to build it just went away. They said, sorry, we can't build this thing for anymore. Um, okay. So so you saw the potential to take a good business to put in the systems and e-commerce that would take it to the next level. Yeah. But life got in the way, the financial crisis, and suddenly you, that vision kind of went away. So how did you react to that? How did you deal with that? So I always believe you've got to pick big goals in life and then you've got to be able to fail fast and succeed quickly. So because no one would build the point of sale system, I said to the chairman, we will build this point of sale system ourselves. And our current provider of the point of sale system was Pilot. And even they said, but you can't build a point of sale system. You're not a, you're not even a tech company, never mind a point of sale company. And I said, watch me <laughs> so i went and sourced programmers and um, and we built the point of sale system fantastic <laughs> so you didn't let the circumstances stop you you rose the challenge <laughs> yeah so so it didn't all go swimmingly at um the first time we launched the point of sale system it failed which i think just is one of those things that you accept in life that um and we then went back to the drawing board fix the things that were in the sales system and then relaunched it a year later. And, and from then that point of sales system become a, became a foundation of our business. Okay. And, you know, to take things forward, as you said, you're not a developer, are you? I mean, you wrote, you wrote quite a spec document, which I believe ran to a few hundred pages, but you're not a developer. You, you had to bring in the right people. How did you go about that? So I was looking for programmers and this one guy, let's call him Joe. Um, <laughs> I, like, I like that name. I like Joe. <laughs> when, I, when I was interviewing for programmers, I was looking for a particular quality and that was about where they have failed in their careers and could they quote me an example. So in the interview process, it was one of the questions I asked. And, you know, the first guy that came in for the interview, you know, I said to him, uh, tell me about a failure that you've had in business and how you dealt with that. He said, he kind of mentioned something about the failure and then just skirted the issue and tried to get off topic and get onto where he could, like, you know, blow his trumpet about his successes. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the second guy, yeah. he, he, he spoke about the failures, but then he went on to blame the manager, he blamed the team, he blamed those around him. And then I had this third guy, Joe, and Joe 
there was there was a humility and an appreciation for failure that he admitted where he failed. He said that he needed to go and learn more. He had to go and reach out to you know get additional support. And I liked Joe's approach to that, and I hired him to to build the point of sale system. So he he was speaking your language. Yeah. And it's interesting you use the word humility. Do you think humility is an important quality in business? I think it's not enough. People try and wear a mask at work where Mm -hmm. they come to work to try and impress you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want people that were going to wear a mask. I wanted people that would come in. If they failed, they would admit that failure, learn from it very quickly and move on. When people hide mistakes and they don't have that humility to admit the mistakes, they actually make the business slow down. They, they, they almost become stumbling blocks in the business. And that's what I tried to take out as a stumbling block. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, so I, I want to check quickly, um, uh, Sean, because I, I, I've actually brought up, uh, brought up that word uh, humility at some point in the conversation about leadership and somebody said well humility doesn't belong in leadership because uh, people will walk all over you and you kind of have to tell people how much you are how good you are with things and then so that people can respect you but i'm hearing you then uh, bring it up doesn't it then make people look weak because that seems that that's what people would think no i think it's quite the opposite so for me is I used I tell my my staff I used to say you don't work for me you work for your CV you actually don't work for the company you work for your CV mm-hmm. and my job is to make sure I retain the intellectual knowledge in my company for as long as we can there are knowledge workers out there that are exportable they are marketable they can go and work for someone else mm-hmm. if I can retain those people then I've done my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't get it right without humility. Yeah, yeah. Now I hear that. And, and I suppose the humility also comes from you as a leader, knowing what you are not capable of uh, in this instance, right? And then being able to say, you know what? I don't know how to do this. So I like to say that I want to be the one who's not the cleverest person in the room. I yes. want my be the cleverest person in the room because out of that you're going to get people challenging each other to rise to leaders. Yeah. You're on the Leadership Masterclass and we are talking to Sean Sachman as well as Ron Hyams. They're talking about leadership and already the conversation has come to having a touching on this piece that I'm sure you've had quite a lot on this show where um while we have not necessarily used the word humility, but I think the whole idea around leaders being conscious about what they're capable of and what they're not capable of and being able to walk in into the room. But what I like, Sean, about also what you're saying is the whole idea around when we define the organization as a collection of people brought together for a particular purpose, there's something there about you are the one that's collecting these people. So I, I hear that you were very thorough in how in who you are bringing because we tend to bring the wrong people uh, into the organization and then we now have to be caught on the back foot and have to manage uh, these things so what, what do you have to say about that piece 
So my chairman once made a comment to me. He was reading some literature about hiring, and he says that hiring is a skill, and retention of people is an even greater skill. So when you hire right, you've done your job. And I had people that worked for me for more than a decade. Some people worked for 15 years. When you've got that right, then you've, you, you're, you've succeeded as a leader. So you've hired right, you've trained right, and you've mentored right. Those yeah. are the three things for that. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a good time to take a quick pause uh, because we are more music, more inspiration. And then, Ron, when we come back, you carry on uh, with the conversation uh, in terms of, I know you have like lots of questions uh, prepared uh, for us and for Sean. Uh, in this instance, as, as can be seen already with the, what you've just asked. But uh, uh, for now, we need to take a little bit of music. Uh, so uh, this is uh, Algebra and uh, Rainbow in Your Eyes. Join Discovery Bank to experience the most innovative digital banking products and features at your fingertips. Open your account in minutes and transact immediately with your free virtual card. Get more from your money, pay less interest on your credit, and earn more on your savings. Enjoy smart ways to pay medical expenses and get flexible gym visits with Vitality Pay as You Gym through Discovery Pay. Track your spend with our smart budgeting tools for a real-time view of your finances. Get all this and more. The future of banking now. No one decides to go into debt. It creeps up on you. Slowly. Debt follows debt. Follows debt. Unless you do something about it. Face your debt problems before they cripple you. It's time to do something. More music, more inspiration. Vuga Online. That was the music there by uh, Al Jero and the rainbow in your eyes. This is the music I grew up with. I remember I was like growing up in my mother's house. My, my mother's house lived in a little small back room and I would be lying on my bed, on her bed, because it wasn't my bed. Uh, <laughs> and this music would be playing. What is your relationship with music, Sean, uh, before we carry on? I grew up in the, you know, the 80s was my kind of, most of my music was from the 80s. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm those from the era of the boy George. You know, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, no. Um, so, Ron, uh, over to you. And, uh, I'm sure there's lots of stuff. What's your relationship with music? I saw you were like... Uh, uh, oh, I'm <laughs> I mean, I haven't listened to him. I've got to confess for a long time and I'm remembering, oh, yeah, man, I should listen to more of that. Yeah. yeah. I did enjoy, actually, my, my, my son's friend had a Pink Floyd party. Uh, oh. And they, they got up and they played music and it was fantastic. Um, so that was, that was something I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. Let's carry on with the, with the leadership conversation. Over to you, Ron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want to get back to Joe. And so you were quite careful about how he employed the man and he had humility and he had a learning mindset. That became tested, didn't it? Yeah. So, so we, um, we went, I don't want to cast your minds back to uh, March 2020, where we were told COVID was going to lock us down. 
And I had identified that we had been working on an e-commerce offering for some time, but we couldn't get the replication to work. In second hand, you can't have two, two, let's say you've got two cell phone, one cell phone, and you've got two customers that come in at exactly the same time. You can't have both people pay for it and only one gets it. You have to have a very slick replication system that can make only one person buy it and block the other one, even if they came in within milliseconds of each other. So we went into lockdown and we started building this replication system and we came out of lockdown and we got back to work on the 1st of May. That's after we had been in lockdown and the Minister of Trade and Industry had said only online retailers could trade. Bricks and mortar, physical retailers were not allowed to trade. So you weren't allowed to open your doors. So here I've got, you know, all my stores crying to get trading. They've been in lockdown for 66 days and we couldn't trade. We just couldn't trade. So we had to get this replication system working. So Sean, when you say all the stores, about 260 stores, and I'm imagining thousands of families working people and dependents. You, you can take an average of 15 people working per store and you've got 260 stores. So those are the people yeah. that are, you know, crying out to get working. Yeah. yeah. So I'm driving down the highway and I'm excited. I've told my franchisees that we're going to be trading online and everyone was excited that we were going to do this. And I get a phone call from my, from Joe and he says, the replication doesn't work. I failed you. And I felt my heart sort of sink into my stomach. And I thought, oh, this is terrible. And I just thought to myself, how am I going to explain this to my franchisees? How am I going to even get to explain this? And I just remember Joe being quite frenetic. And I said, Joe, don't worry. This is how we roll. We now know what we're not going to do. I said, failure is just part of the process. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back to the drawing board and we're going to go and learn what we're going to do better and we will go and build that replication system. So we got all the developers around a table the very next day. Um, that's even the ones that in India, we all got around the table and then we worked out what the problem was. And then within another 30 days, we launched our click and collect service with, uh, with a, a, a full e-commerce offering. And we even were able to then have a television campaign that we were able to use to drive the e-commerce um, with, with, with the success that we had got from our e-commerce bill. Fantastic. Sean, there's, there's a piece of this story that I think is very important, principle of leadership. Because in a way, I think you've had some humility in the way you tell it, because to protect Joe from blame and criticism wasn't going to come from you. But but just describe to us the bigger picture. What does it take to create, I'm going to say, a safe space where people could re-engage and learn and fix? Yeah. What did that take? So, so it was a very difficult time. Um, my, I had to go and tell my chairman, and my chairman said, oh, this was devastating news. And I said, I back my team. I'm not going to blame anybody. There's no blame that's going around here. Uh, back my team. They did the best they can, and they will recover. And um, and and they did. And there were there was a lot of 
animosity. You could hear in people's voices there was disappointment. I had to go online, you know, on a, on a Zoom call because Zoom had become the new way that you, you spoke to everyone. I called all the franchisees onto a Zoom call and I just took the blame for myself. I said, this is what we did. It's the best we could have done. I couldn't have asked for my guys to do any more and we will go back to the drawing board and fix it. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. And just play out the story. So we we got our we got we got it working. We got we got ourselves into the in, and we we then went because we had now fixed this and we had this TV campaign. We went quite large on TV with with um, with this with this ad campaign and click and collect became something that was quite new in South Africa. It hadn't really been, you know, no, no one really knew what click and collect was. So we did this whole education via this TV campaign. Uh, or, you know, which which elevated Cash Crusaders because everyone was hearing about Cash Crusaders and click and collect and and we just and in the background that was just our e-commerce offering. Brilliant. Yeah, lots of very interesting lessons there. Um, uh, also to learn in terms of what I'm hearing as well, uh, Sean. Uh, I think the whole idea in a moment of crisis, um, it's it's very easy for many of us as leaders to spend a lot of time. Um, pointing fingers, trying to find a problem, trying to find uh, the, the well somebody to persecute, uh, and it sounded like you were focusing more on the outcome. Um, what what are we really trying to do here, and and, and getting on with it? Uh, but I think in terms of the stories of COVID, particularly, there has been so much uh, uh, that we needed to learn. Um, in general, as humans, as leaders, uh, about how to respond. I remember that working with people, many leaders were very anxious. Many staff staff members were anxious. Everybody had an anxiety. How did you manage all of that? Plus, then the innovation uh, to be able to get the business going. Because I'm, I'm imagining that click and collect and innovating and coming up with new ideas in the middle of an an anxious process is usually not very common. So, so Mongezi, when you're going to take on big goals and when you're going to build your own e-commerce system, when you're going to build your own point of sale system, um, we've even built our own learner management system, um, you, you've got to see failure as part of that process. If you're going to take on big goals and think that you're going to knock it out the park on the first time you hit a ball, you delude yourself. So rather... Take on the big goals, but embrace failure that it's part of the process. The idea is not to fail, but if you do fail, because you've taken on such big goals, you, yeah. you must forgive yourself. But yeah. don't take on small goals and play yeah. small. Take on yeah. the big goals. Yeah. Embrace failure. Be it part of your process because that way people will want to fail quickly and succeed soon. Yeah. Speaking of crisis management, we are actually in the middle of load shedding. So I'm seeing that my battery is about to die quickly. So uh, what I want to do is take a quick break and uh, we're not going anywhere. We're just taking a quick break to make sure that we correct the situation and then we carry on uh, with the conversation with that. I did say we are live, so anything can happen, right? <laughs> you are on Vugan Radio and uh, we are streaming live uh, with Sean Sachman and Ron Hams. We'll be back after this. Kick off with the biggest character deal only at Pep. Baby's tees and vests only $39.99. Kids. 
kids, just $44.99. Buy any two and score a saving of 10. More deals, more fun in store. Life's better with Pep. Stay woke with Vuga Online Radio. You are on uh, more music, more inspiration on Vuga Online Radio, and that problem was averted just on time as we were talking about crisis management, right? <laughs> Uh, because what tends to happen uh, with these kinds of things, and I like what you were saying just before we were rudely interrupted uh, by, by the load sharing there, is uh, uh, that when you're taking big product pro- projects, you you have to then be ready and, 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 and prepare yourself. But one of the other things we were talking about with, my, with, 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 the, with the team uh, relating to what you've just said there, Sean, if I, if I may follow up a little bit, um, is the whole idea of preparation. I mean, we've, we've now just had this whole thing with load shedding and there's a lot of big stories about people and entrepreneurs are losing uh, stock and there's the whole thing with the chicken and poultry. So people seem to be uh, falling victim uh, into these circumstances uh, in this instance. What advice would you have on people that are currently going through that, having gone through the experience that you have just shared with with us now. So, so, so firstly, is um, I, my principles are on learning leadership. That's the value proposition that I see as that that's sometimes lacking in in leaders. And if you can see um, learning leadership and failure as two sides of a coin, so the learnings on top and failures underneath. If you can teach people or allow people to become proactive learners and make the learning in your organization compulsory, you will make less mistakes and people will make will move quicker and, and things will progress quicker. If you're going to hide the mistakes, that's when the, thing, the business gets tripped up. And a lot of companies lack the ability to be able to see learning as part of a process and as a culture. They try and they, they they try and say, oh, learning is if if you fail, then you are bad, or if you fail, yeah. you yeah. are ostracized or you chastised. Yeah. So what they're going to do is they're going to hide the mistakes, yeah. and they're going to become very good at keeping those mistakes from you. So you're not even going to see those mistakes. Yes. They're going to come out in months or years time. So yeah. rather get the mistakes out quickly, learn from them, move forward. That's what yeah. I would say. I love that. I love that. We have about uh, seven minutes uh, to start wrapping up the show, Ron. Is there, uh, what, what else do you have to share um, uh, with us in, in this conversation? Well, uh, Mongezi, can we take some Q&A? Is that possible? Uh, well, we, we probably can. Uh, uh, I've, I've, I'll, I'll check. We can take a quick break and then I'll check if there are any questions uh, that are happening um, on uh, on the on the YouTube channel as well as uh, on other on other channels, uh, but um, maybe so. Do you don't have a question? You don't have anything else that you wanna you wanna ask? Uh, oh, I, I think uh, sure. Then we'll come back and and and, and take sure. the Q and A. I think I think I just wanted to give Sean a chance to summarize the core principles. So uh-huh. yeah, that would be good. Sean, if you sum it up in your words, so. You've got to be able to take on your own big goals in life. Yeah. You've got to be able to have a learning mindset. And that learning mindset means you've got to be comfortable with failure. Mm. Then you've got to have a bias for action. Uh Everything revolves around taking action. 
If you're going to sit there and think about your goals, it, it's not happening. <laughs> Those are the. That's very good. That's very good. Okay. Yeah, uh, but I have I have a question. Then, if if Ron if if Ron you don't have a question, um, what do you think leaders are struggling with? I mean, having you hang out with the uh, with these guys, and I think uh, me, I'm directing it to the, to the both of you actually. Um, uh, and maybe let's start with you, uh, Sean. What do you think today leaders are struggling with, um, and, and and how do you propose they could? Uh, start addressing that? I think ambiguity is the biggest. I think with ambiguity, I think uh, there is the world is a changing world of, of with many moving parts. I think digital disruption is is, is a real thing in, in business and, and leaders have to become, get to terms with that. I think knowledge workers are empowered and if you're not going to look after your intellectual capital, it's going to walk out the door so you lose institutional knowledge. I think those would be the biggest things leaders grapple with right now. Yeah. So, so and, uh, ambiguity, the idea that you don't even really know uh, what's going to happen next. And nothing is what it seems, actually. I think that's actually the best way to summarize it. Thank you for that. Ron, what about you? What's your, what's your, what's your answer to that question? Um, I'd agree with everything Sean said. We do, we do live in a complex world. Moving parts, and look, I've got a bias. I'm a coach, so. Yes. But I do. What I want to about to say, I, I truly believe, is that we leadership is no longer a solo sport. It's not the the, the model of the heroic leadership. The leader who's got all the answers is no more. Sure. And we need to work collaboratively. We need to work in teams. Um, project we worked on together, I won't mention the company name, but the CEO said no single leader can or should have all the answers. That's a big reframe. So leader being curious, but I think there's a place for support, a reflection partner, somebody to help think through all this complexity and say, let me think it through and then find a way forward. And and I don't think that's obvious anymore, even yeah. if we're really smart. And I'm thinking... Uh, you know, Bill, Bill Gates, um, uh, uh, Steve Jobs, they have coaches. And, you know, we wouldn't think of a football team without a coach. We wouldn't think of a tennis player without a coach. And, and I really do believe the time has come where, you know, if you're serious about your business, you need to either find an internal coach and, and a great set of colleagues or ideally an external coach. I think yeah. it makes I, I see two questions about branding here as well as. Uh, so your game, so I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, sorry, Ron, I interrupted you there. The, huh? we, we got cut off, so I didn't. I wasn't sure that you you were finished. Um, I see there are two questions around branding, uh, around branding, and um, about managing feminine. So I'll read that. I'll read that out loud uh, because it's on my Facebook page, so you guys won't be able to see it on the YouTube channel. Uh, but. Before we do, 
Um, I want to take a quick break uh, so that I can check if there's other questions somewhere else. So you are on uh, the Leadership Masterclass. So we are having our final few minutes uh, with uh, Sean Stuffman as well as uh, Ron Hams. And uh, uh, Sean has summarized a lot of the lessons that he's been uh, uh, speaking about uh, as far as leadership is concerned. And uh, uh, in the next hour, we will be dealing with, uh, uh, we will be going into uh, just after 11, uh, we will be having a conversation around the, the, the whole issue with the Orthodox Church. Um, what is the crisis in the Ethiopian Orthodox uh, Teohedo Church, um, which is one of the largest and oldest in Africa, uh, but it seems like there's been a split with its ranks after three bishops formed their own uh, patri uh, patriarchate uh, and named it Oromia and Nations and Nationality Synoms last month. So we want we have a couple of experts that will be uh, sharing uh, their own uh, opinions, a theologian, a priest, and a channel. I want to say, uh, guys, uh, and I don't know, uh, maybe this is also another question. Uh, politics, politics of the church versus politics of the politics of the organization. Are they the same? But we will be back after this. <laughs> I'm asking silly questions. <laughs> Not a question I want to take. <laughs> no one decides to go into debt. It creeps up on you, slowly. Debt follows debt, follows debt. Unless you do something about it. Face your debt problems before they cripple you. It's time to do something. Stay woke with Voga Online Radio. You are on the leadership masterclass. You see, it's kind of like uh, uh, going ahead for go, going ahead of me there. <laughs> uh, welcome back. So, politics of the church, politics of uh, of uh, uh, of organization. What do you think? <laughs> I've learned not to talk about sex, religion. <laughs> so I'll hand this one over to you, Sean. <laughs> I, I, I want to take the fifth. <laughs> All right, no, I won't put you. I won't put you on the spot there. But I, 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 you see, the thing, the thing with me is, I'm not afraid uh, to talk about these things. But I, I was once asked on a leadership um, for on a leadership uh, uh, program, and I was coaching a pastor uh, of a church, you know, like a, a major deacon, American, and all of that. And sure, I was invited to this church uh, for a leadership to work with their board. And my God, uh, forgive the pun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was very scary. And uh, so as, I, as we were having a conversation, somebody said, well, politics of the church. You know Ronell. You know, you know Ronell, Ron. And so we were reflecting with Ronell afterwards. And she was going like, you know, um, politics of the church are so difficult because they have Jesus in them. So, uh, well. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on with that on that funny note. So the two questions that are coming up on my uh, on the on the screen here, uh, one in, relates Sean around uh, uh, family uh, uh, family management. People keep talking about I'm using the word work life balance, uh, but that's not the word they use there. How did you manage um, to uh, balance family? Uh, 
normal life um, while at the same time having to uh, run a large uh, company. You want to share some tips? Yeah. So I encourage work-life balance, but as the CEO, I struggled with that in that I traveled a lot. My job involved traveling, you know, the, like Valentine's days, there were very few of them that I was at home for. It, it, and um, I just took it as part of the job, you know, but um, for, the, for my team, I made sure that work-life balance was part of their life because you don't want burnout. You don't want people yeah. to have unhappy homes. You know, um, what, what's that saying that goes, uh, unhappy wife, unhappy life? Yes. <laughs> cool. And with the last minute that we have, thank you for that. Uh, so you, uh, there's no balance, but it sounds like you have to, like, make the decisions that you have to take, that you may have to make and decide what's important each time. That's kind of what I'm hearing you say. Uh, managing, uh, this is a very big question, but if you can summarize it in, a, in, in half a minute, uh, it will be good. Um, how do you manage a brand as big uh, as, uh, as Cash Crusaders and what could get it in trouble? What have you learned? So, so firstly, as, as many hands make light work, um, I had a great team around me. So this wasn't a one-man show. I, I had a great team. Um, and w- what can trip it up is um, when when people are not aligned to your company's values. You, you've got to have a strong beacon of what your vision is for the business yeah. and what the values are. And if people are aligned to the company's values, then invariably you're going to have less damage to your brand. When yeah. people are not, you run the risk of brand damage. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good note uh, to leave it on. Uh, closing words uh, from 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 you, Sean, and then uh, we go to you, uh, Ron. I just want to thank you guys for having me here today. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Yeah, sounds, sounds good. Thank you for those lessons, Ron. Yeah. No, it's uh, look. Um, we're talking about learning leadership, and we're learning. Yeah. So you know, it's it's a journey. Yeah. And again, like Sean, I really appreciate. I'm I, I sort of aware of the, even though we're not talking to all the audience, it's lovely to have a couple of questions and, you know, that you've turned up this morning, people, and yeah. listening to this is a, is a wonderful opportunity and a privilege for us. So thank and you. And I will send, I will send some of the questions because usually when you're streaming on, on YouTube, people come after, come, come also afterwards and then they keep asking questions as if the, the show is live. Yeah. <laughs> I would add one more thing. Yeah. Uh, we love we, this, this. We actually business. don't have time, Ron, uh, uh, but quick, go quickly, very, very quickly. <laughs> uh, anybody wants to make contact, maybe through you, we'd yeah. love to hear from people, continue the conversation. Yeah, no, 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 but you can share quickly. Uh, how do people reach you? They can reach you directly as well. Um, I think Google our LinkedIn profiles and go. contact details. And uh, again, I think if that doesn't work, Contact yeah. yeah, it's Ron H H Y A M S. If you want to check it, um, it's good to say Google me. Uh, uh, people have said to me, it's it's uh, sometimes it sounds arrogant. No, it doesn't. We Googleable these days. <laughs> and Sean, um, uh, uh, how do people reach you? you? You can you can look at my LinkedIn, Sean Stegman. Sean is S E A N. It's the Irish spelling of Sean and Stegman is E G M A N. Excellent. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for the time. And uh, Sean, we usually close the show with a song. Um, we probably won't play it because we don't have a lot of time to play it, but we'll play it after the, uh, after the hour. What, what song can we play for you after the hour? War War is Stupid by the Culture Club. There you go. Um, we, 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 we never know what's going to come up. You've been on the leadership masterclass. You've been on that leadership masterclass and I have been here with Ron Hyams as well as Sean Stuckman and we have been talking leadership and join us again next week as we continue our conversation with the women in leadership and I'm not sure who's going to be coming through but you know we will always be here. We are on the, on the top of the hour and we're going to the news and I'll see you next week and thank you guys. Have a lovely one. Thanks guys. Thanks so much. Cheers. The home of inspiration every every day. Most people give up on themselves easily. You know the human spirit is powerful. From news. Countries across the globe have been hit by the COVID-19 virus. Views. There's a global trend uh, to see an increase in GBV incidences, specifically domestic violence. 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 Sports. What do you say? It's a really good ball. It's Shabalala. And music to inspire you every day. This is Vuga Online, your inspiration radio station.